0: Welcome to the Transformed Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. This podcast is designed to help you transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Welcome to this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast and welcome to all who are watching on the YouTube channel. We have a really special guest with us today, Jill Lesh. Welcome, Jill Hi. Thank you. Thank you so
1: much, Meredith, for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. Let me tell you about Jill. She is a mother, a wife, a teacher, a coach, and an entrepreneur. She has teaching experience that spans almost 25 years. And during that time, she's been a pre-K through second grade classroom teacher, a K through five literacy resource teacher, a K through five differentiation specialist, and a pre-k through five academic and mindset coach. Jill specializes in creating practical systems that can be integrated in content areas, daily scheduling, and teacher planning time with the intention to support student learning and teachers in taking care of their needs in and out of the classroom to reduce stress and avoid burnout. She created the self-nurtured teacher out of her own self-nurturing practices after a life-threatening diagnosis of Addison's disease in 2017. She realized that she could no longer keep doing what she had been doing and stay alive and something had to change. Jill's currently on a leave of absence from teaching and she's really focusing on helping other teachers right now create habits and mindsets that support them personally and professionally. She also works alongside her husband at their fitness studio in Minneapolis, and she has two kids ages 20 and 17. So welcome, Jill. So happy that you're here today. So glad to have you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That Thank was you. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So such, a, um, such a, an impressive record of helping young people and educators. So, so glad that you are doing what you're doing. So, gosh, um, tell us a little bit about what you learned when you were diagnosed with that chronic illness and you realized that something had to change. Tell us a little bit about that journey, your story there.
1: Yeah. um, Well, I mean, I realized something needed to change, but it was pretty, it was pretty like slap in your face, right? There was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, wiggle room around that. So for those of you that have not heard of Addison's disease before, it's a pretty rare autoimmune disease of the adrenal glands. So I have no adrenal function, which means I produce no cortisol on my own. And cortisol manages, um, as when we get ill, your body sends cortisol to Um, help get rid of any viruses, as well as that's the stress response. So you can imagine teaching. I have taught all of my career in Minneapolis public schools, very urban setting. Um, Stress for all teachers in different ways is very rarely low, right? (laughs) So for me, when diagnosed, that meant, and I was pretty sick for about a year and a half, Leading up to it, just couldn't quite figure out what was wrong with me, um, and it wasn't until kind of some hospitalizations. So even after diagnosis, it was very easy for me to land in the hospital. So there really wasn't a choice. I needed to figure. I needed to figure out. Um, I did a lot of therapy. That was a really hard year, just with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that when we go through those, those things are given for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't taking really great care of myself prior to that Mm -hmm. off and on maybe. Um, But I think we can trick ourselves into thinking that, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. We push things aside until there's just like this really big Um, I remember Oprah saying once, like way back in the day, like you get these little pebbles and then all of a sudden when you're not listening to those little ripples from Mm -hmm. those pebbles, you get a really big stone Mm -hmm. that is like, hello. Mm -hmm. And so that is what Addison's did for me. Mm -hmm. Are there days when I wish that that wasn't the case? Yes. Mm -hmm. However, without that, I wouldn't be where I am as a person and recognizing that just because I have a very severe illness this is a big epidemic with teachers with burnout. Um, I've did a, done a little bit of research and teachers are at a higher percentage of getting autoimmune diseases because of the stress that we're under in addition to just the um, building conditions. Yeah. So It's been really interesting. So I don't anticipate teacher stress lessening anytime soon until we collectively try to change something mm-hmm. and i'd love to tell you that there's going to be this you know magical epiphany with the higher powers that be to say oh our poor teachers what have we done it's not going to happen and so again it's i feel like it's going to be on us teachers to start saying no and learning how to do that and once we do that collectively the
0: system will have to switch mm, i love that I'm going to quote you on that. (laughs) I think that's going to be the mic drop moment for this um, episode. I'm sure there will be many more, (laughs) but um, one of the things that I love about following you on Instagram is your reels and you always have these quick tips. So I'm so excited to have this opportunity to go in depth with the tips that you offer for teacher self-care. So I know that you're an expert in this area of self-care and I know that you know that it doesn't necessarily revolve around, we both agree, like manicures, uh, bubble baths, the, you know, just going for a walk. That's, that's great, but that's not what it's really about. I'm, I'm all about teacher soul care. And I think that you probably resonate with that. <laughs> like it's, it's not just about your, um, the surface, it's about going deeper. So tell us about the six areas of self-care that you have identified and you know about, and you help teachers with.
1: Um, yes, for me, you might see some different things out there for me. What really resonated is, um, our physical self, social self, spiritual self, like your environment. Um, I don't want to say environmental because I mean, that can be part of it, but it's really your surroundings, what you're surrounding yourself with, Mm -hmm. um, emotional self and Mm -hmm. then our professional self. And so, these just spoke to me because a lot of times you might find something that you're doing overlaps into those different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, And for each person, their starting point might be a little different because every person is different on, on what they need. So for instance, when um, I'm working with someone and finding out like where would be a good place to start, Mm -hmm. I have them plot or do like a little self assessment on each of those areas, I've defined them. And so we talk about what what it means, um, talk about their definition of it and then plotting where they are. And then I, I tell people, we're not gonna choose the one that's lowest and we're not gonna choose the one that's highest. We wanna find something in the middle where you can feel successful because I think that's what happens a lot of the time is people are choosing things because out there like, oh, if I do this, this is what I need. And sometimes it is those pedicures, manicures, those mm-hmm. external things and those aren't bad things right but you have to find the thing that's sustainable for you and mm-hmm. every person is is going to be different. So what I'm developing is uh, you know it's it's universal in in looking at that but looking at how do you um, differentiate it for each person you know mm-hmm. I love differentiating things mm-hmm. we all have our own our own needs and what fuels me is not necessarily going to, Fuel Meredith or whoever's listening.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, So tell us a little bit more about the ways that teachers can incorporate some of the social and emotional learning for themselves. I know that we focus a lot on the students, Mm -hmm. but what can teachers do throughout the day that might be some little, you know, bite sized self care, social and emotional learning? tips that they can go, go ahead and take on or tackle for the day that will get them just a quick win to see if they're feeling like they just really need something right then what are some things that they can do during the school day
1: yeah so that's I think super important that's what I I believe in is how do we merge those um those needs and I I did that with my um with my kindergarten so I when I was in the classroom the previous four years, I was teaching kindergarten. And so those were after my diagnosis and I brought in all the things I was doing for myself. I knew it would be good for uh, the students. So one thing is anytime you can, if you're feeling like you need to have some movement or something like that, Mm -hmm. you, you build that in and you, okay, everyone drop everything. And we're going to do jumping jacks for 20 minutes or 20, not 20 minutes, 20 seconds or, or what, whatever, whatever it is, if there's um, a physical, a need that might be met, this is where knowing kind of where you fall in, what kind of self-care you want will also help, help you. And I think it's finding, like you said, those really small Mm -hmm. moments. Mm -hmm. We, we create change by taking small steps consistently. So if you're not getting enough water, then maybe your habit in the morning is I'm gonna fill up two water bottles and I'm going to have those ready to go. So I don't have to worry about going and getting them. Maybe it's infusing them with some uh, cucumber or something, if that Mm -hmm. is something that makes it um, exciting. And then building in those water breaks with your students. Mm -hmm. I think the more our students can see that we are modeling the things that we're asking them to do, Mm -hmm. That is one of the biggest relationship building pieces that I believe in and what I feel has made me successful in that area with classrooms that many people would say are challenging Mm -hmm. is because they we saw us together Mm -hmm. doing that oh my teacher take says to do this and she's also doing that. And we work through those, those things Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we all want that. We all want to know that what someone is telling us they're also doing for themselves and not that you have to be perfect with it at all because we're human, Mm -hmm. but that, that we're trying. So um, I, I created some of those things with, I have, I have a little sample. <laughs> sample nice. today, but I have a teacher SEL card deck that I created mm-hmm. that um, has the different areas of self-care that mm-hmm. teachers can, you know, do on their own, or I kind of walk through, hey, here's how you could do it with students if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not hard things, mm-hmm. but when you're in the thick of it, everything can feel really hard. (laughs) So it's just kind of those little, little reminders. Um, and I like to start with times during, you know, during school, because Mm -hmm. I would say to teachers, if you can take a look and, um, a lot, you know, not just teachers, but we hear, Oh, there's not enough time. There don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to invite people to kind of take a look at their relationship with time. Mm -hmm. and Also if we move time to the side, let's look at energy. And then when you think about your day, where are your high and low points of energy? And you can kind of predict like, oh, you know, even if just for a week, you just chart and and tally however you want, oh, I'm feeling, my energy is feeling a little low here. And you notice a trend and a pattern mm-hmm. then, hey, maybe this is a time where um, having some water move, doing some movement, having a five minute, just quiet time with students. And I would do that even with older kids. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes people think, you know, older kids just want some quiet too. (laughs) Um, So I think it's a merging of all of that, really understanding your energy, a person's energy and where it's low and what would be the best thing to fuel it in that moment.
0: Mm, I love that. Um, I, I might be calling on you, Jill, (laughs) um, my teaching, I'll talk to you offline about my teaching, but it might be looking different in the next, I don't know, couple months. So we'll see. Um, but it's like that modeling for your kids, for your students and your kids, if you, if you're a mom or a dad, um, that is, I, when I'm thinking back about when I've been successful teaching, that's always been it. Like, and as you said, imperfectly, it doesn't have to be like, you're this role model of perfection. You, you don't have to, it's even more inspiring to me when someone's imperfect. So um, I love that. And our
1: students are looking for that. They, I mean, they're, look, they're looking, they're looking for that. Yeah. No one, I think all of us are really looking for that. hmm Maybe people don't want to admit it, but there's a lacking of realness, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of connection, especially coming off of—I um, mean, we're still in it—but the the last eighteen plus months that we've had,
0: yeah,
1: um, where it people just want. To know the realness of people, mm-hmm. maybe not to the you know nth degree, but just mm-hmm. know that <laughs> to, to know that we can connect on on those levels. And in addition to students, I will tell you, it's been very inspiring for me, mm-hmm. um, the colleagues around me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I, I'm not, I don't hold, and everyone's different, but for mm-hmm. me. Being really open about my diagnosis because I wanted the people around me to know mm-hmm. um, I might need to be out tomorrow, or um, it's, it's it's it would take a whole nother podcast to just explain the whole depth of, of Addison's disease. But just there's yeah. so many things, and and I had such I've always worked with such really great teams, and I think part of that is also just being vulnerable, mm-hmm. sharing those things, letting them know these are my boundaries and mm-hmm. um, kind of encouraging them also to have them like, mm-hmm. we don't let, how can we work together to make to make our, our work cohesive and not uh, load bearing for any of us? Mm-hmm. And one of the teachers um, I saw at, at a teaching event in, in Minneapolis here, and she's at a different school mm-hmm. um, this year And she said, I'm just, I learned so much from you, Jill, in managing my time. And it's just helped so much because now that I'm around my new colleagues and I see just Mm -hmm. that they don't have boundaries around that and Mm -hmm. whatever. And it was just, I don't think I really knew that in the, in, during the time when we're just all in it and teaching. Mm -hmm. So to hear that really validated, um, how that can help the colleagues at year round, how you can create and shift and make a movement, Mm -hmm. even if it's just with your team. And then eventually, what if that expanded into more teams and then your school and then schools Mm -hmm. into more schools and district. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. So I just, it just gave me goosebumps to hear that from her. And then it validated for me, the work that I'm doing. Like, yes, I'm in the right, right spot. And I have things to give because I do have a little guilt about not being in the classroom this year. It's a little... It's an interesting dynamic after teaching for 23 years to um, walk away and not walk away because I was burned out, but to walk away because I wanted to help more teachers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, Jennifer Gonzalez, I don't know if you follow her cult of pedagogy. She just had a um, great blog post about what teachers need right now, um, and um, one of, she's uh, left teaching and one of the things that she's realized is that this is the way that she is fulfilling her purpose. And it doesn't mean just because she's not in the traditional classroom doesn't mean that she's not educating in a different way and impacting students still. Because when you're taking care of the teachers as you're doing, um, that is gonna have a ripple effect on students. So. I hope that's helpful, but um, I know, I know that you still have that feeling of, you know, like, gosh, you know, that connection and all that, but um, I hope you know that what you're doing now is just as meaningful and important and impactful. So I hope that's comforting. (laughs) Um, Yes.
1: I mean, I have no doubts about the decision I made. It's just these little, I mean, I think my body, even I was talking to someone that after twenty-three years, I'm mm-hmm. so connected, mind and body. Our bodies know, like, oh, fall's coming, mm-hmm. and you know, you start to have these things, and it's like fall came, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing what I normally do in the fall, and I think my body's a little confused yeah. for the first couple months. Like, wait,
0: yeah, wait,
1: what are we? What are we? Wait, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you can eat for more than fifteen minutes? What?
0: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: you know, all just all those things that, um, yeah. Are just different and that mm-hmm. I, I want teachers to be able to experience a little bit more knowing that there's still confines around around our time right time is a real a real thing so how mm-hmm. do you create a relationship with it that puts you into an empowering place versus being
0: victim of time yeah totally mm-hmm. um yeah I I feel the same way because I teach online this year and I don't have to wear a mask when I'm teaching I don't have to worry about a lot of the things it's, it's got its own set of headaches, but I I know how you feel about, you know, like they're really in the trenches. They've really got a lot to deal with. And so um, I appreciate you sharing that so openly. (laughs) Um, So um, I love some of these ideas around the differences between time and energy that you're sharing. And that brings me to another resource that teachers need, which is stamina. And I know that that's something that you specialize in, which is building stamina for, um, really changing, making it, making a sustainable and lasting change. So how, how can teachers build more stamina right now to deal with? Well,
1: and here's, here's, here's a, a, a complete correlation or merging analogy, whatever you want to call it to what you do with what we do with students. So I used the um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the three sisters, three sisters, daily five. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, daily five framework, um, which is not a curriculum but but a framework. And I tweaked it for kindergarten. And when I taught first grade, I you know I tweaked it to to make my own. But the premise is as you're as you're teaching students for I'm going to do read to self, so independent reading. Mm-hmm. You teach them that word and you talk about stamina and you you start with 3 minutes and you've gone over here's the T chart here's what it looks feels and sounds like when we're doing read to self and if we make it the 3 minutes you know yay and we whatever and we try for 4 minutes the next time if we don't we keep trying till we get 3 minutes and mm-hmm. it's that same concept as we're integrating new self-nurturing habits so let's just take that idea of Um, drinking more water. And I say this because as a teacher, I never drank enough water during this. I mean, prior to my 2017, um, I didn't drink enough water and there's the whole bathroom issue. So, you know, I get that when I, when I say this, but if it's um, all right, so I'm only drinking, you know, eight ounces of water currently. How about I try drinking 10 ounces of water Mm -hmm. and then until I drink, Ten ounces of water consistently for maybe, you know, if the person can decide three days or whatever. Then, all right, let's try twelve ounces and just slowly ramping up what those things are
0: mm-hmm.
1: to 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 build that in. Because, as um, as you mentioned, we we own a fitness studio as well, and so when you go to work out you don't go and, oh, I haven't lifted weights in forever or never Mm -hmm. going to 20 pound dumbbells for an overhead press is Mm -hmm. not, Mm -hmm. that's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And so it's taking those same just baby steps and, and really backwards planning. Teachers are so masterful at this, just like backwards plan. What do you want the end result to be? Mm -hmm. What do you want the habit to be for yourself? Mm -hmm. And then back it up to the very first step that would have to happen and do that Mm -hmm. and do that consistently. And then once you have that, go to the next step. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the, at the front end in designing what that needs to be for you may take a few minutes, you know, I don't know each person, maybe 15 minutes to decide, but if you take that time and then you have that plan Mm-hmm. and you share that maybe you find a buddy at school or someone that's mm-hmm. going to yeah I want to do that with you that can hold you accountable and then again you just start seeing some uh, bigger shifts it's just in those small little consistent habits but I think we're in a society of instant gratification and mm-hmm. Um, most of us still fall into that, right? Like we were just talking my business <laughs> here, here, you know, it, it mm-hmm. takes those, it takes those steps and the same thing we would do with students mm-hmm. to bring them to the result that, you know, or that for their themselves, where they're going, mm-hmm. um, and giving yourself feedback along the way, because it may or may not be working, right? Like, wow, this isn't maybe the right thing that I was supposed to do. Maybe this would be better or whatever. So, and then once you have one of those habits established then, then bring in another, don't try to do too many new things at once. Oh, I'm gonna eat my lunch. I'm gonna have a duty-free lunch. but I've never done that, but I'm gonna have that. And I'm gonna drink 24 ounces of water and I'm gonna do blah, 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 all these things. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up to fail.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: you need to have small increment steps and, whatever you choose needs to excite you because when you're, that's the part that's missing in goal setting. When I guide people through goal setting, you Mm -hmm. have to be excited about your goal. Mm -hmm. If you aren't excited about it, it's not going to happen. So I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, great. A lot of people might, does that excite you Mm -hmm. or does it make it feel like work? Mm-hmm. No. So what are the actions that would help you get there? Maybe that's maybe one of your goals instead. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So Love that. Cool. Yeah.
1: cool. 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 We talk on and on and every person's going to be a little different too. So, but those are some starting steps.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely want more. So I know that you have your website that's going to be launching soon and you have your Facebook page, the self-nurtured teacher, and you have your Instagram. So That's where you can find Jill if you want more of all of this wisdom and goodness that she's sharing. Um, And what else, where can we get those cards that you were talking about?
1: (laughs) So my website will be um, launched on this coming Wednesday, November 10th. And they're on there, um, they will be on there for purchase as well as you'll see a second Mm -hmm. uh, card deck that they're going to print um, next week. and those are not necessarily teacher specific but they're called me cards and they specifically go into managing your energy based on the time you have so they're color-coded you know good elementary teacher loves her color coding (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, i worked with a local artist to design the artwork they're beautiful so those will be on there as well and then also flip around to um, my resources i have some good freebies on there on building in some systems with morning meeting and an emotional toolbox that you can use with yourself and students. Um, and that, I mean, it's just launching. So there'll be lots more, lots more to come. Awesome. I'm so excited to
0: follow your journey and to keep up with you and learn more and soak up some more gems. And I feel really rejuvenated just having this discussion with you. I feel really, um, excited. So thank you.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. I just appreciate the time to share a little bit. And I look forward to learning more about you and staying
0: connected. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. So you can find Jill at the self nurtured teacher on Facebook, Instagram, and the website that's coming out in just a few days. So if nobody else tells you today, you rock. And thanks for joining us. Catch you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. If you're ready to thrive with less stress and more joy, I've got a lot more resources for you over at my website, thetransformedteacher.com, where you can grab your free digital copy of my latest book, Freed to Teach, Seven Keys to Thrive in an Era of Uncertainty. It was a number one new release in education problem solving, and it's been called a must read for any educator. If you're ready to experience a better way to teach and live, then let the tools in this book help support you. You'll find out exactly how to go from overwhelmed to organized, from frazzled to focused, from burned out to balanced, from stressed to streamlined, from exhausted to energized, from purposeless to passionate, from chaotic to calm and confident. So when you infuse your life with the secrets you'll learn in this book, everything changes. You're a teacher for a reason. There's a different and better way. Now's your time to become free to teach. So head on over to the transformedteacher.com to get your free e-copy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.